0: let's say two hours a day, every single assuming two hours every week, you know, for one month a year, then there you go. You've got your annual systems and processes review on your calendar and it doesn't, it actually doesn't even take that much time, I would say. Three,
1: Hello AgencyGo fam, welcome to How to Scale an Agency, where we interview top digital marketing agency owners like Abstract Management, One SEO, and Plus to learn how they scale to $10 million in revenue per year. If you would like to be part of a 200 plus member digital marketing agency owner community, go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of How to Scale Your Agency. I'm on with Leah Leaves. Uh, her company is Alderon Enterprise, and yes, it is from Star Wars. If you're familiar with the name Alderon, uh, that is the planet that Princess Leia is from. I was just informed by Leah. So, Leah, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Thank you. And actually, it is Leia. That's Leia. I- yeah.
1: yeah. God. Great. <laughs> that Princess Leia is how you pronounce it too, right? With the Leia, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Or do you it? Okay. Exactly. Yep. Makes That's
0: sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> sounds great. Awesome. Well, can you tell us a little bit how you work with agencies? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little familiar with your business model, and it's uh, from what I picked up last time. You work with agencies primarily. It sounds like to be almost like an outsourced uh, COO type role, right? Or is there an, a, a better way to describe
0: it? exactly it? it. Yeah. Okay. So. So in some circles, it's called fractional COO or outsource COO is another term as well. And I exclusively work with digital marketing and advertising agencies uh, across the US. Um, so nice. I have several several agencies that I work with at one time and I love really partnering with agency owners to help them avoid burnout, right? That pernicious nice. uh, pernicious issue that everyone deals with.
1: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And, and, and what are the biggest issues when it, like it be, be a little more granular when it comes to burnout. Like what are the biggest reasons people typically burn out of their agency?
0: Oh, one of the absolute biggest reasons is because they don't know how to delegate. So we hear it time and again that most agency owners are really amazing at what they do, which is sales and marketing. And they go out potentially as a contractor freelancer, they do really well on their own and they start growing and they start having more contractors under them. Maybe they even have another employee or two, and as they're growing, they only are hiring specialists or strategist roles, right? They're not really identifying some of those other primary business functions like administrative roles or financial roles or HR and recruiting. And so they start doing everything themselves for the business, right? And this is probably one of the biggest issues is because they're still in with the clients, they're still in with the team, and they're still working in the business at every single level. So oftentimes I come in when they're hitting that burnout because they're doing absolutely everything in the business and they just don't know how to actually delegate it out or what priorities they should assign it to some of those more internal like operations-based roles.
1: Okay. So can you give me a step-by-step plan to imagine I'm doing $10,000 per month in revenue? Can you give me a step-by-step plan on how I would delegate myself out and get to $100,000 per month as quickly as possible? What steps would I have to go through? What does it look like when I'm fully delegated out of my agency and everything?
0: It's a great question. And it's something that I work with agencies of a lot of different sizes. And the first thing to do, I always start with is actually going back to your vision for your company, Mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of people know that they want to grow but how big and what does that mean? Is it a revenue goal or is it a team member goal, right? Some people want a $10 million rent, um, you know, agency, but they don't want a hundred, you know, team members. They want to do it with right. like 20, right? So really starting with the vision first is the, the point that they need to begin with. And from there, I'll say it time and again to every agency owner that I ever work with is start recording yourself. Start mm. recording everything that you do, right? Like that is probably one of the biggest areas that they feel the most overwhelmed is well how do i get started you know and right. how do i tell them how i want it done and right. if i have to you know document all my processes and procedures like that's a lot to do it's like well it actually is. when you just start recording yourself like your day to day then you can do it through loom you could do it through Unified Yard, all these different opportunities exist and just start recording yourself you can find that You know assistant you know in another month that will start organizing it and like you know categorizing it for you right but just start taking those five minute clips or 20 minute clips you know and start recording yourself so that's probably the best advice i can give is make sure you're clear on your goals and you have clarity in your vision and then just start recording yourself and you can build the rest of the systems afterward
1: i love that so when it comes to recording one thing that i've struggled with because i actually Realize that as well that that's one reason we were able to scale, and I was able to delegate myself out was making these playbooks, making these little videos and all this stuff, and it helped me scale myself out of my role. but one of the issues I still run into, which I'd be curious to see what your answer is to this or, or how you would approach it, what is the best way to keep your material updated is it just to never stop creating new updated material because i've I've noticed that at a certain point things tend to get a little stale and you have to go redo it because it's not no longer applicable or is there a smarter way to map out how one should record themselves doing an SOP or doing a process so that way they don't have to always go back and update it. I mean, that's, that's one issue that I've had. I'm curious if anyone else has the Mm -hmm. same problem.
0: Yes. is the short answer. Everyone has the same problem. And there's no great answer for getting around that you do have to update them on a regular basis. And what I mean by regular is like annually. Is going back through your top services, typically like the top 20% of all your processes and, and really evaluate what has changed, right? right? For example, some agencies, if they're switching from like Asana to ClickUp, that's a major change. That's, you know, starting from scratch for, for some of those processes. But if you're just looking for some of those processes to be updated, like you said, that they get a little stale, you know, then one of the best ways is, is keep it all like in a Google Sheet. And, and just keep that tracking spreadsheet anytime that you do actually create something new, and what date it was originally created, because mm-hmm. that's one way is that you can just look at what's the oldest, right? right. The oldest process that you have out there, or the oldest recording, and is it still relevant? Right. Maybe you need to archive it and start fresh. Other times, it's still relevant, but maybe you need to go in and add, you know, one little clip over a section that has been outdated for a while. So, so honestly, I'd say annually, if you put it on your calendar and say that you're going to take one month and you're going to take, let's say two hours a day, every single assuming two hours every week, you know, for one month a year, then there you go. You've got your annual systems and processes review on your calendar. And it doesn't, it actually doesn't even take that much time, I would say.
1: Hmm. So also give me some insight into what you prefer, Airtable or Google Sheets. I don't know um, if you've used either, I mean, yeah. I know you I know you use Google Sheets, but I don't, yeah. not everyone's used Airtable yet. So I'm curious, but which one do you prefer?
0: I still prefer Google Sheets. I'm an old school girl like that. I really, really like the simplicity of it. Um, mm-hmm. Also because I feel like Airtable sometimes competes with other platforms, right? So like, mm-hmm. for example, if an agency is in something like Asana, again, I'm an, I'm an Asana girl, I love Asana. I've been in Basecamp, I've been in Trouble, all, all the different you know, platforms but I highly prefer uh, Asana myself. Um, But some people will start having that question of where do I put this information? Is it Asana, is it Airtable, right? Is it something else? I mean, the same thing happens with communication platforms, right? It's like, should I put it in Loom? Should I put it in Slack? Should I put it in uh, Asana? Should I put it in like an email? And so so you have to build that out again as a process, Um, but I personally prefer Google Sheets just because they're simple just about everyone at every level of your business can use them. Whereas Airtable, I I wouldn't say there's a steep learning curve, but there is more of a learning curve to that than like a a Google sheet.
1: Right, well, very interesting. So to get into the meat and potatoes of scaling your agency, I know that you focus on delegation, but could we talk a little bit about like what are some of the tangible steps that somebody can take to uh, scale their agency? Let's put as a frame from $10,000 per month to $100,000 per month. Forget about delegation for a second. Just in general, what are you seeing agencies do to scale fast right now? What are the, what are the things they are doing to, to grow their agency? And, and it might not all be top line. Like maybe even if you, any tools you've seen agencies do to grow their bottom line, their profit margins uh, tremendously fast. What are those tools that you're seeing?
0: Yeah. So there's so many, but a couple that I really focus on with a lot of my clients. One of the first is simplifying their scope of work. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I would say even for some of them documenting their scope Mm -hmm. of work, right? Not everybody has that actually written down and clarified. And and I'm like talking about the details of that scope of work of like how many rounds of edits are you willing to go through with your clients before you then need to charge them extra, which goes into my second point, which is a change order. Honestly, Mm -hmm. this is where so many agencies are bleeding cash. they are bleeding profit is that they do not record those change orders that those essentially what a change order is is when someone goes outside the scope of work and you need to capture that and actually charge for it
1: i remember when i was first starting to scale my agency i felt like i was running in a million different directions and i was eventually able to scale my agency twiz to 1.7 million dollars per year in revenue but not until after i had wasted so much time and money through trial and error This is why I launched our Agency Go community, the digital marketing agency community I never had. For only $19 per month, you get access to over $100,000 in deals, discounts, tools, and resources to scale your agency. I will also personally teach you how to grow your agency through our group masterclasses. What are you waiting for? Go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up for our membership today. If after 30 days, your head is not exploding with value and you do not feel like you know everything you need to know to run your agency, I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Again, that's grow.agencygo.io to sign up today. I love hearing this because I just built this calculator um, and it's a uh, calculator where if if anyone fills out this 30 question form, it spits out their uh, amount they're gonna be paying and the service, and it has to go to a specific product, right? So we only sell a couple different things now. We're shifting from like scope creep to like definite. And, and, and this is what we're hoping will get us past like the $200,000 per month mark and beyond. But the big thing is like, like you said, with chains orders, the one area we were leaving most of our money on the table was, you know, if you, if you ask most people, you, you know, most companies would say that 10% is about right to be spending on sales and marketing, right. Every year, like that's a, that's a reasonable marketing budget, but people would come to us who were looking to spend money and we were pitching them something that would come out to like. 3% of what they're totally making per year. And, and that was a lot of money we were leaving on the table. So what we're trying to do now is, let's say somebody's making $10 million per year, we'll try to hit them with a big contract uh, right away, uh, maybe $7,000, $8,000 a month, uh, because that's what's required to grow that kind of a business as opposed to just giving someone who's doing you know, $10 million a year a small contract. Like That's, that's a huge issue uh, we've mm-hmm. noticed. So yes, like those things change orders you know, making sure that everything is is uh, predictable is, is mm-hmm. huge. So I'm, I'm, it's cool to yeah. hear you say that. But then with, with your consulting uh, business, how many clients do you guys currently work with? Uh,
0: so actually, I only have three at a time. So I can scale up to four, maybe five if I push myself. But the reason I stay so small right now is really because I'm super deep in the company, right? It's much right. more of a hands-on COO role where... Of course, I'm ending up doing operations support and administrative functions and HR. I mean, everything across the board, because like I said, you know, most most agencies ignore it until it's a little bit too late. And they're nearing that, you know, million annual revenue mark and starting to really worry, you know, of how am I going to do all of this? How am I going to continue to grow and not right. do it on myself? Um, so I really help them, you know, put in those systems and processes and then start to actually hire for those roles like as simple as, you know, an administrative assistant for five hours a week, just to right. do some of like the sales and marketing proposals, like get, get that stuff off of the owner's plate. It just doesn't make sense, you know, for someone like you to sit down and create a proposal and customize right. it and go through your line. But it's like, that could be 30, 60 minutes of your time.
1: Right. So- it's a lot. Well, it's cool to, cool to see that you're, your boutique. And so what is the, uh, so if someone were to work with you, like what's the range, like what's the average client, client paying is it, is it like a couple grand a month? Is it three, four, five grand a month or or what?
0: Yeah. So most of my packages actually start at 5,400 a month and mm-hmm. go upwards to about 10,000 a month. So okay. yeah, I typically like to work again, really hands-on with my clients. And so it is a lot of my time and energy on a regular basis with them. So, but I, yeah. that, and, and so I, I know that I am, like you mentioned boutique and, and kind of niching myself into just a handful of clients at a time. And so I am looking at, you know, other ways to really serve, you know, the agency community in a broader sense,
1: which is right.
0: connecting with people like you.
1: Well, you know, here's the thing, it, it, I honestly, it's always funny. Cause like, I mean, it sounds like you're probably doing twenty, twenty-one thousand $21,000 per month in sales with three clients at roughly around $7,500 that's pretty impressive for, you know, one person shop. So, I mean, honestly, like there's pros and cons to scaling, um, yes, you know, yeah. there's more enterprise value, but you're making less money at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. So I think where you'd kill it is, uh, kind of like what me and Jordan Ross are starting to do with, uh, these like one to many offers where you're doing like a course or content or something like a boot camp or challenge. Like, I think you'd kill it with something like that. Cause it's just pure well, profit, you. you know, every, every yeah. single time. And you got a lot of really good Value can provide, but anyways, um, that's super cool. Any business book recommendations you'd give to the any oh, agencies listening? To this
0: so many, so many, but the one that comes <laughs> to mind first and foremost, honestly, is Traction by Gina. Whitman. Oh, I just
1: had someone yeah. say that last yesterday. Yeah, yeah Traction,
0: the okay. I one hundred percent believe in. Uh, now, granted, I model several of my systems off of EOS, uh, but I find mm-hmm. that it can be a pretty robust system for smaller agencies. So I kind of take the pieces that they need the most uh, support from and, and we'll get the most value out of and I work with them using that. Um, but yeah us the entrepreneurial operating system is what traction outlines and I definitely recommend that uh, if that is a little too robust for some people, then the next that I would recommend if Particularly if you're needing some support and like operations is the business playbook uh, by Chris Ronzio. that's another one that's a little bit more attainable, I think, for smaller agencies.
1: Right. Okay. Very cool. And uh, when did the agency get launched?
0: Actually, it started back in 2013. I have to think back now. I actually started again, as most agency owners, say, I started as you know, contractor, freelancer, you with know, content marketing of all things. Uh, my background is actually in technical journalism first and foremost, and so I started getting into the online world with that, and it just kept developing and getting into more management and operations. Uh, and then I ended up getting into SEO and SEO copywriting alongside that and just kept building up and started working with agencies. And the moment I started working with agencies, I fell in love with the culture. So like, <laughs> I pivoted and, and put everything into working specifically with agencies. And over the last few years now, that's where really my, my business has bloomed.
1: I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're over 20 years old like I am. Um, is there anything you, you wish you knew when you were 20?
0: when I was 20, um, I would probably, I mean, thinking back to the books um, and the book conversations that I've had, when I was 20, I remember reading uh, like everything I could grab my hands on related to business or marketing, and it became a competition with myself, uh, which good and bad, right? Because uh, the good part was got a lot of information, learned a ton, and the bad was that I didn't retain. As much as I thought I was, because I was starting to just be competitive with the numbers, where I would be like, okay, I'm going to read this many books this year and that many books next year, mm-hmm. always increasing. Um, but I didn't really focus on the comprehension, and, no. and I think for being a business owner or for working in agencies, there's always more to learn. There w- will always be more to learn, right? Things are always changing, and so instead of always um, going, you know, like an inch, you know, deep and a mile wide, I think it's so helpful to go an inch wide and a mile deep and like really learn how to learn, right? Like that's something that. most adults learn, I think a little bit too late in life. Uh, so that would be something I would tell my 20, 20 some year old, you know, or any other 20 year old listening to this today.
1: What's your goal with the agency? You said you're trying to like scale it a little bit. So, so what is the, what's the idea next? With Well, with
0: it was interesting that you mentioned, you know, like the online course or, or bootcamp because that's for me next. Um, okay. I'm actually going to be launching an online course April 1st. And, Very cool. Yeah, so it's going to be about a nine-week course. Um, and I'm probably going to start it with individual cohorts uh, for each launch in, on a quarterly basis so that I can really go, you know me Like I like hands-on, you know, so I want to go <laughs> deep in with a cohort and really help them along the journey. Uh, so that's how I'm going to start it. And that's really gonna, how I'm going to grow it because right. I love working one-on-one with my agency owner clients. And so I want to continue to do that. But I recognize right. I, I only have so much bandwidth, and so I'll probably tap out at you know four or five, maybe six you know individuals that I can work with at any given time before my brain cells you know start leaking out of my ear. So right. so the online course is really the next step for how to grow my business.
1: Very cool, and I'm gonna challenge you to think big here because honestly, selfishly, because I'm asking everyone because I want to know how to get there too. What are the concrete steps if you just had to think through like how you're gonna get to ten million dollars in revenue with a, uh, you know, let's say 20% profit margin, let's just be, let's say that, what would you have to do to get to $10 million in revenue at a 20% margin? I'm just, just curious, like what, what are the well, steps you have to take?
0: Okay. So this goes back to the book recommendation of traction. And, and the reason I say that is because in that it, it challenges you to do exactly that. You do your 10 year, your five year, your three year, your one year goals, right? And then you actually build out each step of like quarterly and then monthly, and then your weekly actions, um, and so I actually have this as my 10 year goal is to be 10, at the 10 million mark. Um, my five year goal is to be at the 4 million mark, right? And, and it works backwards from there. Um, yeah. so, so that's probably the, the easiest answer I could give is to work backward from that and, and go as granular as what are you doing this week, mm-hmm. right? So it takes a little while to like work backwards into that. Um, but I actually have every Friday afternoon set aside specifically to work on the online course because that's going to be one of those components for me to scale and and grow. So every Friday afternoon, I actually go to the library. I leave (laughs) all electronics at home, like not even in my car. Like I leave all electronics at home so that I can just focus and do some deep work on that project because I know that the time that I put into that today is actually going to catapult me forward to that long-term growth.
1: I love that You know, yeah, it's great. No, it's that was a good answer. I was going to say, you know, it's funny. I always, um this is going to sound really cheesy. And it, people always remind me to what lo- read this book called The Alchemist. I've never read it, but it sounds like something that might be from this book. I'm not sure. But I think uh, after interviewing, I think this is our 53rd interview now. So many different agencies. One thing that I, I keep finding over and over again is that most agencies actually have everything they need to be at a much higher revenue number. It's just more about how they structure their Offer, how they go about scaling. But like the service and the product is usually always there. You know, it's how they're delivering it. The best agencies really are just better at marketing, uh, better at storytelling, and better at productizing their offers. But the actual service is always really high quality. I've noticed there's no one I've interviewed who's just like scamming anyone or giving them a bad offer. Like everyone's doing a good job. It's just some people are better at actually climbing that ladder of success than others because it's just a little harder, but everyone has what it takes usually right at the beginning. So thank you so much for being on the show, Leah, uh, Leah, sorry. Uh, it's, uh, my girlfriend's name is, is Leah. So that's why it's, it's, ah, it's, it's I'm confused, it but, sense. uh, but my girl, my, my mom calls her Leah because she is always thinking about star Wars. So, um, <laughs> cause I'm Luke to so name me after Lucas, right. like, that would yeah, make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, anybody listening, uh, Leia Leaves is uh, you know doing, sounds like doing over $20,000 per month. She's able to grow a really successful firm, helping agency owners scale. Be on the lookout for her courses and everything she's putting out to help agency owners. She's in our community. So join our community if you're not part of it already. Thank you so much, Leia, for joining. How can people help you out uh, or get in touch with you?
0: Well, thank you for your time as well. This has been such a pleasure. And you can find me on LinkedIn, first and foremost. I'm over there quite often. Uh, and then my business name or business URL is alderonenterprise.com, as uh, so you can awesome. find me there.
1: Awesome, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, have a great day.